0: today in our lesson um, we'll be talking about detachment what is something that you're attached to in your life what what is that same thing that you feel like you're attached to but it still hurts we'll start with a story called the rich young man and For your reference, it is from Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 31. And it goes like this And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments do not kill, do not commit adultery. Do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all these I have observed from my youth. And Jesus looking upon him, loved him and said to him, You like one thing, go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. At that saying, his countenance fell, And he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Peter began to say to him, Behold, we have left all things and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands, with persecutions, and in the age to come in eternal life, but many, for my sake, for the Gospel, who will not receive a hundredfold, now in this time, houses, and brothers, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and land, with persecution, and in the age to come to eternal life, but many that are first will be last, and the last first. Reflecting on this Bible verse, we can see how much the rich man had. It says that the rich man had possessions. What is your possessions? Or what do you consider as possessions in your life? Is it your money? Physical money? Your bank account? Your house? Your car? Maybe your friends? Maybe someone that you love? Your family? Your children. What are your possessions? Yes, these are possessions in our life. Whatever things in our life we say is our own. This is mine. When you have a TV and you watch things from there, you know that TV is yours. Whatever that you possess, whatever that you think that you have the control to do, to say, to think, or to watch. All of these are something that you're possessing. This is another level, but when you watch something, your eyes are taking control of what you're watching, right? Because your eyes is like um, conveying whatever you're watching into a message and it's being passed on to you. Um, and same thing, like you look at someone, You talk to someone everything goes the same way but you know this rich man he had a good intention right this young man he had a good intention he went to the master and he said what should i do to gain eternal life that means that he wants to go to heaven so maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking yes i want to go to heaven so you have that desire, right? You have the desire to go to heaven, but and so, because of that desire, the rich young man asked Jesus, "What should I do?" And Jesus told him the commandments he said he was so proud in a way, right, and he said, "Yes, I follow them since a young boy, and you're probably like that too. You know, from a young age, you probably follow all the commandments, maybe you broke a little few, like say you were not listening to your parents or not being respectful to other people, but say overall. People think you are a good person, and you yourself think that you, we are a good person, right? You think that you're a good person. So this rich young man, he thought the same way, like he thought he was a good person. But what happened? Even though he said he thought he was a good person, Jesus told him, Jesus told him, with loving eyes, you lack one thing. Go sell what you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And come follow me. Go sell what you have. And come follow me. So in that sentence. That is consisting of you and my path to heaven. This is the essence. This is what is going to give us the grace to go to heaven. To sell what we have. And to follow Him. You know, when we start following Jesus, many of the things keep on holding us back. For example, some people, they're not able to go for Holy Mass on Sunday or for a Sunday service because they have work. And they're like, okay, you know, I need to go to work so I can't go for Mass on Sunday. So what are they giving priority to there? They're giving priority to their work that they're not able to go to church. Or say, like, people, um, you know, like, they have a lot to study. Maybe, like, you know, you're going through YouTube, they're scrolling through YouTube, and then you probably see a spiritual video, um, and then also you see, like, some type of fun video-ish. Your instant nature is probably to click on that fun nature. Because you, wh- why, why is that? You know, like, you, you see something spiritual, and you probably don't even want to click on it to see what it is about. And that's probably because you have that tendency to um, ignore spiritual and go for something, you know, that satisfy your mind, give you some type of, like, a momentary satisfaction, a sensual satisfaction. And that is, what happens there is you're getting attached to that sensual attachment, you know, like, that eye pleasure, that pleasure that you're feeling when you watch that video. Maybe it's like a funny video and you're laughing. So you're feeling attached to that more than that, more than the other thing. So there you're not able to like detach yourselves from it. So in our lives, maybe you have a desire to go to heaven and I'm pretty sure you do if you decided to listen to this. And if you do have a desire to go to heaven, look at what it takes to get you there. You know, what are the things that are attaching you? Maybe it is your you have so many things in your life that you're attached to, your family, your friends. I remember growing up um, during high school, one of the things that I was attached to was friends. And to me, like, friends meant everything. Like, I wanted more friends, more and more, like, gained more friends. I just liked it, you know, just having more friends. It was just beautiful. And so, I used to do this, and I would do anything to make my friends happy. So, like, Dave goes on, you know, trying to make new friends, you know. Try to do things that make your friends happy. My friends say they watch this TV show. I'm like, girl, I'm on it. You know, like that way, like constantly keeping up with the culture, keeping up with the trends, keeping up with the societal norms. And that was my life. Um, eventually, I realized that my friends were after a while because if you know, like say my friends, we didn't have classes together or, you know, they moved away to a different state. Eventually, we started not becoming close, and I realized that that is not making me happy anymore. Like, I mean, it is, but it's, I don't know, like, something was just not kind of off. And so in that case, then I thought, okay, maybe school, I should give priority to school and focus on my education. So I started giving first, uh, in a way, technically, like, priority to my education. Like, I would always try to study hard, so hard, like, you know, like, so many days, I would just sit and do my work. And I, I mean, I, I got really good grades, but I thought by giving um, priority to school that I could make my parents happy. Like, I, can, I would be happy and my parents would be happy. I mean, yeah, I was kind of happy when I saw my good grades, but at the same time, I felt kind of shattered for like, you know, like when my grades slipped up a little bit. And I felt like my parents weren't like too happy, so... I thought like, wow, like, you know, like, the crates, wasn't it? That wasn't it. And since then, I made a decision. And that decision was to make Jesus happy. To make my God happy. To give first priority to God. And there, I found a meaning in my life. Not only was I able to still have everything that I used to have, but I felt so happy every single day. You know, like, I would just sit in front of Jesus, pray the rosary, like, say, thank you, Jesus. I praise you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. And I'm crying. And I'm feeling, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, miracles are happening in my life. And I'm just like, whoa, this is so real. So true. So much worth it to live. Speaking of that, in my mind, a saint came to my mind, and the name of the saint is Blessed Carlo Acutis. And Blessed Carlo Acutis, if he is still alive today, he'll be 21. I mean, 29, sorry. (laughs) But Blessed Carlo Acutis, he was a young man, and he lived his life so much for God, like he said um one of the Karlo Kuti's. you know one thing that people like people asked him what what's his like life plan you know people ask you like what is your plan for your life and you're probably gonna be like yeah i'm gonna be you know like a um ad- advertiser like i'm gonna work in fashion industry i'm gonna be a model you know i probably want to be an actress maybe a singer or maybe an engineer or a doctor or a nurse or a firework fireman. Whatever it is, you know, when some person asked Carlo Cutis, hey, what do you want to be? What is the plan of your life? And his answer was to be always united with Jesus. This is my plan of life. And also, you know, one of the things, so in his life, he was always happy, he was so good and everything like a short biography of his life would be that you know like he grew up he was a very happy child his parents actually they were not catholic um but eventually because of carlo accutis's faith his parents um towards the end of his de- life they actually became catholics they actually converted to catholicism and he was so joyful, he was so bright, like when he was three months old, he started to say like his first words and he would say like full sentences when he was five years old. Um, and you know, like he was very smart, he was very playful and as a young kid, he used to do everything like a normal child and every people, when he, they looked at him, they knew that there was something special about him. And something so beautiful, like they all liked his company. Like, you know, he was so welcomed in his friend's company and everything. Um, and later, like, you know, growing up, he had a talent for, he liked coding and programming. So he started programming at a young age, like when he was 13 or 14, he started getting into programming. He actually created a website to showcase all the Eucharistic miracles um, in the world. And, you know, he wanted to do something for Jesus. Like that of his... And one of his, Carlo Kutis' own words, his quote was that, Our goal must be the infinite and not the finite. The infinity is our homeland. We are always expected in heaven. That is so true. You are made for heaven. You know, we all have like that desire to love, desire to be loved, desire to be in harmony, desire to have some union, of." Up- peaceful life, right? We like that moment, you know, that perfect moment when we are with someone that we like and we feel so happy and we wish that if that moment lasts there or if that moment stayed there forever, we kind of like that, right? It's a desire that we have, but all of these desires, it's actually like leading us to God. You know, we we want a normal, happy family, right? We want a family where there's so much joy. Our parents are together. We're eating dinner. We're watching a movie. We're, you know, joking around. And there's just so much fun. We like that, right? And the reason why we like that is because we are destined for heaven. We are created for heaven. We're not created for something in this world. We are created for something that is infinite, not the finite. And what we see right now is something finite. And another phrase that he says towards the end of his life is, he says, I am happy to die because I lived my life without wasting even a minute of it on anything unpleasing to God. I'm happy to die because I lived my life without wasting even a minute of it on anything unpleasing to god that is a great thing will we be able to say that think about it like right now we're going through the pandemic and everything if we were to die today or if we were to die tomorrow will we be able to look at our lives truly and say i'm happy to die because you know what i haven't wasted a single moment Most of us are probably living in fear right now. We're scared that we're going to die and we don't want to die young. We all want to die like, you know, like live till old. But what's what's the point if we still live to 70 or 80 and still didn't get to live a good life, still didn't get to live the best life that we possibly could have? So yes, our goal should be the infinite and not the finite. And one more thing he says is that all people are born as originals, but many die as photocopies. Yeah, we die like other people in this world. Don't you want to be different? Don't you want to be looked upon and be called special? Wow, there's something special about you. There's something special about he. There's something special about him or her. People need to look at you and say that. So that's how you... You know, if you're going to live your life, like, just like everyone, you know, everyone, you're turning 18, you're like, Yeah, I'm 18. I'm an adult. And then they turn 20 and, Yeah, I'm legal. I get to drink, party. <laughs> I party all the time. And it's just like, it's all good. But still, if you live just like what everyone did, what's so special about your life? I mean, you're just like another person. And that person just simply died. God knows if he this His life was happy, joyful, peaceful. I mean, in the movies, like, it seems good. I remember I was watching a movie last week, and in this movie, like, the girl, she really wanted to go to, um, I I believe it was Harvard College? Yeah, she wanted to go to Harvard University. I'm not sure. But one of the Ivy League universities. And she really wanted to go there, so she was trying to do everything that she can, you know. She had a 4.0 GPA. She had, like, her... SATs were really good, everything she had, she was volunteering in a, like a um, nursing home, and she played the guitar, or play the cello, and she did everything, and then she went for the application, and then they were like, you know, come out of the box, you need something different, and then so, she was just like, and then she t- said that she was part of like the dance club, because that woman seemed interested that she was part of a dance club, and although that wasn't true, she decided to start her own dance club and she started it. And when she started this dance club and everything, like, her grades started dropping because of all the practice and everything. Like, you know, all of the other things in her life, kind of like, all the other things that she had been maintaining kind of started, like, tipping out. And there was one particular moment when she was sitting in the nursing home studying because then she was like, oh my gosh, I need to stop everything. And so she decided to, like, stop everything um, and focus on school. And when she was focusing on school, she was in the nursing home, like, doing her chemistry homework on a Friday night. And then the person who was one of the old people in there, they were, like, looking at her, like, hey, you know, what are you doing? And she's like, yeah, you know, I'm studying chemistry. And then they were like, well, you know, you shouldn't be doing this on a Friday night. You know, go have fun. She's like, can I tell you, like, look at all these people in here. That man over there, he... To two major cases in Supreme Court graduated from Harvard University. That woman over there, she graduated from John Hopkins. She's one of the famous doctors. That woman over there, she was went to Yale um university and all that. But look at them. Like they're all in the same place in the end. We're all in the nursing home. And that's true. Like, you know, when you look at your life. No matter what you do in your life, maybe you want to travel the world, maybe you want to explore, do something crazy, and all that. In the end, you're all going to be in one place. And it's good. We should do many things. We need to experience. Our life should be adventurous. When you look at the life of the apostles or the disciples, their life was adventurous. I mean, they went places. They withstood things. You know, like, whoa. I remember, like, St. Patrick. Um, he was so had fire for Jesus. He was not scared of anything. Like, he was like, yeah, let's go. And he went to Ireland. He was preaching. He really wanted to go into deeper places. And he went to, like, a particular tribe. And the tribe was actually going to kill them. Because they, anyone who believed in Jesus, they were just going to kill you. And then he walked up there and he said, yeah, guess what? I believe in Jesus. But, you know, I still want to, I'm still ready to die for Jesus. You know, like, walk me through the fire. You know, such a scary thing to try right and uh, the tribe leader who heard him like whoa then the other people were like okay you know maybe like i should kill him the soldiers were standing next to the tribe the chief tribe priest or something and then the tribe leader was like no 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 leave him alone um okay talk about your faith let me see and then you know he talked about his uh, before and then he talked about his faith and everything and the tribe leader was so like wow He was just surprised by it, and he let them go. Like, he didn't even touch them. And so, just like that, you know, St. Patrick, he was able to change other people's life. Not just a couple of people, a whole country, the Ireland. Like, that Ireland, all of them used to be Native Americans and Native people. The Native people in there, they never believed in, like, you know, Jesus or anything, so that one person, one man, St. Patrick, was able to make such a profound change in his, change in other people's life. Can people look at your life and say, wow, she really changed me. She made me a holy person. She made me something more than that I am today. Good people around you should look at your life and say, I'm going to be something more than good. I'm going to be holy. And that is something that we need to desire for, holiness. And speaking of holiness, let's go back to some Bible verses. One Corinthians chapter seven verses twenty nine through thirty one it says, I tell you, my brothers, the time is running out. From now on, let those having wives act as if not having them, those weeping as not weeping, those rejoicing as not rejoicing, those buying as not owning, those using the world as not using it fully. For the world in its present form is passing away. For the world in its present form is passing away. Yes, the world in its present form is passing away. The time is running out. And even though we have a lot of things, let's not focus on that. That's what it means. Like, let those not having wives... Act as not having them. It doesn't mean that you don't take care of your wife. It means that your wife is not your first priority in your life. When you give priority to God, guess what happens? You will be able to please your wife according to the way she deserves. According to the way she needs. You know, you won't be like, you would care for her when she needs it. You know, you go give her that right amount. And only God... Because what happens is when you love God... He's so outpouring in His love. His love flows to you. So when you love Him, 10 times of His love flows into you. And when His love flows in you, you become filled with His love. And when you're filled with His love, when you go to other people, they'll feel that love. They'll feel that love. They say that you react differently. They say that you don't talk the same way. Something is different about you. Something is so beautiful and gracious, you know, like to them, wow. You're like, wow. And it says in Matthew chapter 16, verses 24, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. And in, a, in a, another Bible passage itself, it says the same Bible words, and it says that must deny himself, take up his cross daily, daily, you know, If you want a peaceful eternal life in heaven with Jesus then come go after him. Deny yourself. What does it mean to deny himself? Denying himself means to say that I don't want this world. I want something more than this world. I want Jesus. And so you won't give so much time for TV. Maybe you're going to give up a meal. And in, by giving up that meal, you pay that price of that meal to somebody else who doesn't have food. you know, Or you um, decide to sit in prayer. And prayer means just simply sitting in front of God, talking to God. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I praise you. I worship you. Lord, I want you in my life. Make of it something meaningful. Proverbs chapter 15, verses 14. The heart of Him... Who has understanding seeks knowledge. But the mouth of the fool feeds on folly. Yes, you know, like right now it says, that is so true. Like, who has understanding seeks knowledge. If you understand what I'm saying right now, what will you be seeking? You'll be seeking for more things that will replenish your soul, that will help you to grow in love with God. But the mouth of the fool, meaning worldly people, They're going to feed on folly. Folly means foolish things or things that are not passing away. Things that are passing away. For example, like you see a trend on Instagram. You're like, all of a sudden you're like, let me get on it, make a video. Even though those are good, if you're going to pay too much attention on Instagram, too much time on Facebook, too much time on Twitter, you're living in folly. You're feeding on folly, meaning you're not feeding on wise things. You're not seeking wisdom. You're not seeking knowledge. You're not seeking things that lead you to a closer relationship with Christ. Luke chapter 18, verses 22. Sell all you have and distribute it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. So before we say that, we all say like, Oh yeah, I love Jesus. I love my church. You know, I go to church. I'm a church goer. I'm a good person. No, it's not enough to be a good person. You need to detach yourselves from things that are stopping you from loving God. God is not something that you take out from a box on Sunday and wear it like a jacket. No, it's something that you wear, that you consume. That's why Jesus comes into our hearts, into our lives as his body. You know why? That small host, that body of Jesus, when you receive it, it comes into your heart and then... And then it becomes one, it it blends in with your soul, blends in with your body, it becomes one. Jesus wants to be one with you. Just like that. So let's pray to God, let's end in a prayer. Lord Jesus, I surrender everything that's um, keeping me away from you. Jesus, give me the grace to detach myself from whatever it is. Maybe it is my um, family. Maybe I'm giving first priority to my wife or husband, my children or whatever it is. Lord Jesus, give me the grace to detach myself from those things. Jesus, give me the grace to love everyone unconditionally. Jesus, give me the grace to love everyone. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, give me the grace to love you about all things. Maybe I'm giving priority to my job, to my family, my friends. No, Lord, give me the grace to give priority to you. For seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be given to you. Yes, Lord, I want to seek you first. And I believe that I'll get everything with it. I'll have my family, my friends, my money, my everything that I need. Everything that I need. For look at the flowers in the garden. Look at the lilies in the garden. Do they sew their clothes? Do the beads? Do they make food for them? No. But the Heavenly Father takes care of them. How much more precious are you then? O oh, Lord Jesus, give us the grace to realize how much more precious we are. And give us the grace to love you, to praise you, to worship you, and to adore you, Lord. Lord, we thank you. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, I want to love you. Detach me of everything of this world and give me the grace to love you.